follow the healing journey of a female full-time traveler going through a spiritual awakening. We'll talk about facing the fears of walking away from a life that no longer serves you, healing from codependency, people-pleasing, and toxic relationships, as well as the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of living life on the road. If you feel stuck in a life you don't want, this podcast is for you. Hi, everyone. This is Rebecca, and this is episode three of the Empowerment and Sunshine podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed um, the content so far of the podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about ayahuasca. It is something that I love to talk about. It is near and dear to my heart. Um, I have sat with ayahuasca twice, and I absolutely feel like it changed my life. It has transformed me. I feel as though it's made me a better person. And I just would love to share what my experience was with the medicine. Now, what ayahuasca is, um, it is a plant medicine. It is a psychedelic. Um, I do not want to sit here and try to explain exactly what it is, how it works, but I will put links in the description for those that want to read about it. Um, if anyone has ever tried mushrooms, like on my shirt here, if you're watching on YouTube, um, it is similar in a sense because it does um, take you to a different place, but it is much more intense um, and uh, lasts longer, I believe. So um, yeah, let's get into it. So um, ayahuasca. Um, I have known about ayahuasca for some years now. And just never kind of pulled the plug earlier on to try it. I had um, opportunities to, but chose not to. It just didn't feel like the right time for me. Um, so when I left my husband in October of 2021, he actually had the idea that we should go and drink ayahuasca together which I was a little bit resistant to at first. I thought, you know, he chose to do this at this time. It's his time. You know, it's it's not my healing. This is for his healing. Um, <laughs> sorry, if you're watching this on YouTube, my dog is wrestling with a pillow in the background and it's quite cute. I probably will not edit that out because it's adorable. Um, so... I was resistant to doing the to drinking ayahuasca initially, and then I kind of took some time, really thought it through, and decided, okay, um, let's go do this. Let's go do it together, and hopefully he finds healing. And hey, hopefully I do too. That would be fantastic because that's the reason I chose to leave the marriage was because I knew I needed healing, and I knew he needed healing, and that we needed to do that separately. So we chose to go to a place called Soul Quest in Orlando, Florida. Um, and it was an awesome, awesome experience for me from start to finish. Um, so I will go through kind of how it was set up there. Each experience with ayahuasca is going to be different. Each retreat center is going to be different. So I'm going to explain what I experienced, but if you ever choose to go into this yourself and try it for yourself, wherever you choose to go may do this differently. So at Soul Quest, the way it works is it is a three-day weekend. You arrive on a Friday and you leave on a Sunday. 
and you drink the medicine two or three times. The third ceremony is the daytime ceremony is optional. I chose and also my ex chose to do the daytime ceremony. So we um, flew down there and we get to the retreat center on Friday. And initially what they do is kind of get you all together into this welcome room and introduce what you're about to experience. Um, Really, they cannot tell you what to expect because every situation is different. Every person is different. Every journey is different. Um, But they do kind of tell us that, you know, where we're going to be, what we're going to be doing and how it's all going to play out. Um, So it was about four or five o'clock in the afternoon when we are all getting together, being told exactly what to expect and then being separated into our different areas to go drink the medicine. Now, my ex and I chose to be in different buildings. There were five, I believe, different options of, of buildings you could be in that had about anywhere between 15 to 20 to 30 people in each one. So there was a lot of people there. I want to say there was about 100 people total um, there for the weekend, which was pretty awesome to see that many people that were going to open up their hearts and and do this medicine together. Um, But I was scared. So I did not know what to expect. All I knew is that I was definitely going to throw up because that's what everybody says. You're going to throw up. You're going to get sick. And I didn't know what any of it meant. I was just scared. All I knew is that, you know, people have profound positive outcomes. And I was just curious to see what I was going to learn, what I, what was going to happen with me. And I also was praying and hopeful for my ex to find some healing and to see if, if it could help him with his drinking problem. Um, so now we separate, we go into our different rooms and, um, they give you, um, a tablespoon of the medicine, which is really like, it looks like sludge. It's like a dark mud type texture. Um, and again, I'll put a link in the bio that describes what it is, what it contains and how it works. I don't want to try to explain all of that, but I will definitely put some links in the um, description for you to look at that and look into that if you choose to. So it's a dark, thick it's consistency to disturb anyone else around you. Um, and then they put on music and you just kind of go from there. So it took about, I want to say 45 minutes for mine to start having any kind of effect. So I really just sat there in silence and was breathing. I put an eye mask on and I just kind of waited. And then all of a sudden I started to start seeing visuals, start seeing bright colors. And um, then it all became very plastic and very, um, it looked like just little tyke toys and there was pink and Barbies and um, toy cars, like everything pink and girly and all the things that you have when you're a young girl, like the fake makeup and fake shoes. And I was just seeing all of it and I didn't have any idea what it meant, Um, but I was just, it was very, very cluttered. And then I started to get uncomfortable. I felt like I was being looked at and I felt like I was being judged. I felt like everyone was judging me for how I was laying and should I be getting up? Some people are getting up and going outside. Should I do that? Should I be laying down or sitting up? I, you know, I was trying to remember all the things that they said in the beginning and trying to remember all the rules and am I doing it wrong? And I was just way overthinking everything. Super common for me. That's what I typically do or did in the past. And I just got really, really uncomfortable. And I kept telling myself to surrender, let go, surrender. But I just kind of kept getting like this icky, terrible feeling and uncomfortable. 
Then what they did was they ring this bell and they say it's time for the booster. And what they said during the beginning is if you can stand and talk and walk, then go ahead and go get your booster, which means you get more medicine because, you know, whatever you took isn't enough for you. It's not working. You want to take more. Um, So I was able to stand and walk and talk and I, you know, wasn't really feeling anything crazy other than the visuals that I was getting. So I decided, okay, I'll get up and get my booster. And I grabbed um, my, well, I asked the facilitator, my, my purge bucket was sitting in front of me and I, I, you know, whispered to the facilitator, I said, should I take my bucket? And he said, if you feel so inclined. So I did just in case, took my bucket and then I went and stood outside by the fire. There was a line waiting to get a booster another one of the ceramic glasses with a little bit more medicine in it. So I stood in line and then as I was standing there, I felt extreme exposure. Like everyone was looking at me and I was, I couldn't protect myself from all of the judgment that was happening. I just felt super, super exposed. And then immediately I had to purge, could not for a second, hold it back. I kneeled down and puked in my bucket and it was a lot. And it was so intense. And I was just like, I could feel the negative energy leaving my body. And I could feel the weight of that fear of judgment and that exposed feeling just shedding into the bucket. I was letting it go. And for the first time, I just felt free of that. I felt it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. People might be looking at me. People might be judging me. Who cares? As long as I'm my authentic self and I feel good about what I'm doing and what I'm representing and how I'm putting myself out to the world, what am I afraid of? Why do I care if people are looking at me? Why do I hold this fear and discomfort with me all the time? So I let it go. I purged it out. And then I sat in the dirt and I cried and cried. And I just felt so free. It was a good cry. It was a happy cry. It was like, why have I been doing this to myself for so long, my whole life? And I just let it go. And then I felt so light, so happy. And I stood up and I was like, oh, I didn't get my booster yet. So I go back to the front of the line. Now no one's in line anymore. And I said, "Um, are you still giving boosters? And the woman said to me, is this your first time with the medicine? And I said, it is. And she said, are you feeling it? And I said, oh, yeah, I just had a moment. And she said, well, why don't we just do a half of a booster? And I said, "Okay." And she goes, how about a quarter? (laughs) So I guess because she knew that I was definitely having the effects, feeling the medicine, I maybe didn't need the booster, but she gave me a quarter of one because I was still, you know, walking and talking and probably could be okay with a little booster. So she gave me a very small amount. I went back to my mat and I drank it. And then I started to really feel myself let go. I felt myself relax. I felt myself lay down and say, okay, show me what you want to show me. And oh my goodness, I could not have predicted what she showed me that night. The very first night that I ever sat with ayahuasca was the most profound night of my life. I went in to ayahuasca with very, very little faith. I had just 
in November. So this was February of 2022. In November was the first time that I started to feel that there was a higher being, that there was a God, that there was something bigger than me. Uh, Because when my ex's dad passed, things started to happen that I couldn't explain. I had these amazing feelings of pure peace in the most tumultuous time of my life. I was just sure I was on the right path and doing the right thing. And everything aligned exactly as it was supposed to just all the time. And it it was just too perfect. And I knew that it was beyond me, that this was not something that I myself was doing. There was divine intervention. And it's hard for me to put into words. But for the first time in my life, I had faith just true faith that something else was bigger than me. And I wanted to follow these gut instincts that I was getting. So going into it, that's all I had was just this new, very little bit of faith. And I was shown so much more and everything that I now believe was defined for me in this night, really. So one of the first things that she started to show me um, was going back to what I saw in the beginning was all the plastic and all the stuff. And I felt like I was in a shopping mall that was just so cluttered, full of stuff, shoes and bags and clothes. And I I just, and then toys. And it was just so noisy. And then finally the message started to come through of this is what you've been shown as being how, what you need. You need all of these things. You need to be girly. You need to be put together. You need to have name brand everything. You need to show your money and buy stuff. Buy, 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 buy. But that is not what you need at all. You don't need any of this stuff. You need love. Love is the only thing we need. Our entire world is trying to gain power through money and greed and success and buying things. And none of that works. The only thing that will work to power us, to give us energy, to extend life here on this planet is love. And I was overcome with the feeling of love. And then I started to be shown all these people in my life, my parents, my friends, my ex, everyone in my life that I love and it showed me how I judge them and how I have these negative perceptions and how those negative perceptions are just reflections of what's going on in me and things within myself that I have not healed. And it was just reminding me to love these people, to give them my full heart all the time and to not judge, not judge myself, not judge them, just be there and be love. It was such a profound feeling to, to see all the the perceptions that I had, but the reality underneath it is love. And then what she showed me, and I say she because I refer to the medicine as Mother Aya because she was with me. I could feel a per- I, I want to say a person, but it was a spirit. It was just a being with me on this journey. She was there to guide me, and she there was actual messages that I feel she was giving me, and I, um. I actually did see her. She was beautiful. Oh, she was just so gorgeous and just like one with the earth. And she looked like, you know, the image that you see of Mother Earth. But for me, she was had dark skin and she was just so beautiful. Like I cannot explain. It was more of a feeling than a visual. 
just wow the immense love that this being had and that was part of me she was in me and with this second shot of ayahuasca the tiny little booster that i had um i felt like i wanted to purge at one point and she said to me she said no keep that inside and that's going to be my way of staying with you forever she said i'll always be with you i'll always be guiding you i'll always be here to support you and i knew she was always there to begin with but now i i know i can feel it and i've been introduced to this being that's part of me a part of the divine that's inside of me um so that was really really beautiful um and then she showed me what i call the grid so she showed it to me in a way like it was a huge web and everything, every single thing in this planet, the, all the plants, the animals, the dirt, the people, the ancestors beyond before us and after us, we are all connected by energy in this big web. And you can kind of visualize it like the World Wide web, like all the or like brain neurons, everything connecting with this energy, it's there. We can't see it with our eyes, but we are in it. We are a part of it. And it was just, she explained it to me in a way that I could understand. Like when she explained it, like it's like the World Wide Web, like, like the internet, but way bigger, way bigger beyond our imagination. And the reason that, so before all I believed was science. If science can prove it, then I believe it. But I was told and I, I understand now that our science can't even reach how big this is, cannot measure it. We're getting better and better. And the more things that I'm reading about um, the energy that we're able to measure in the, in the air, in the atmosphere, in the universe. But really, our science cannot comprehend how big this web is, how powerful this web is. It's everything. We are in it. We're a part of it. How can we measure it if it's us? So it's just, it, it was so easy for me to understand and to realize we are all one. That's not just a saying. That's not some kumbaya. It's a real thing. We are all one. So when one person is feeling depressed or feeling down or feeling drained, that affects everyone and everything so we need to work together lift each other up and love so that we can heal and it's never going to be you know every single person on the planet is loved but one by one by one if each one of us begins to live differently and act differently and follow our heart and soul we begin to heal all of us as a whole we begin to heal our collective consciousness we begin to heal humanity so that was just so, so powerful. I got so many messages this first night, mainly about love and how love is everything and how I should not be afraid to love each and every person. It doesn't have to be my family to, for me to say, I love you. I love every, I have love in my heart for every single person. I truly, truly do. And now I'm, I'm learning as I continue to live this lifestyle, integrate these messages that even the people that are doing horrible things on this planet, they deserve love because there's something deep inside of them that needs healing. So there's so it's so deep the more that I go into it. But this first night, it was all just so new. It was I was just wow, love, love, love. And I felt the deepest love that I've ever felt in all of my life. 
And she told me so much about just being able to share that love in a different way. For example, I have two nieces um, and she was telling me to love them with my heart and to give them hugs and loves and kisses and not buy them things all the time. That's not a way to show love. You show love by giving them hugs and kisses and telling them that you love them. So that, you know, reminder to hug and touch and not be afraid of hugging and touching and saying, I love you. Um, so that came out really, really clear. I actually have a whole list of, of messages that I received that night, and I'm going to read off some of them because they are really, really powerful. I did put these in my blog. So if you've read my blog, then you've read these, but I'm just going to read off a few of them, um, the messages that I received, because what I did was I kept a notebook that you can see here. And in this notebook is like everything, like it's, it's entirely filled with all the notes I took when I was on ayahuasca, which... A lot of it's messy and hard to read, but I love this notebook. This is like my prized possession. Um, I reread it all the time to remind myself. So what I did at 530 in the morning, the night after the first ceremony was I sat and wrote down all of the messages that I had either from my mind or from my journaling. And I made it a nice neat list so that I could go back and read them. So let me read through a few of those. So first one is stop giving material things to show love, especially to my nieces. Hug them and love them with your soul. Trust your intuition. You can't make a wrong decision if it makes you feel good in your soul. Listen to your body and take care of yourself. Love your body. Don't let your mind get in the way. Your body knows what it needs. Change your diet and the products that you use to organic. Appreciate all of the amazing people in your life. Everything negative you see in them is a reflection of you and your own perceptions. They all have so much more good than bad. Give them all your love. Stop consuming and spending money to feed your ego. You don't need all this stuff. Women are an immense power source. We're capable of so much love. We create life in our bodies. Our bodies are magical and beautiful and should be honored. Women need to support one another, not tear each other down with judgment. Mother Aya is a part of me. She always has been and always will be. I'm driving. She gave me the keys, but she is here to guide and support me. A little bit of context on that one is that I asked if I should um, be taking this adventure in my RV was one of my questions for the medicine going into the ceremony. And she said, I'm here with you. I will guide you. I will support you. But you are driving. And then she handed me the keys. So that was a really, really cool moment. So there is more. Um, if you want to look up the blog where I list every single one of these messages, it is on empowermentandsunshine.com. And it's the blog titled ayahuasca so that was night one and man there it was so so impactful i i did barely slept i mean i got up in the morning and i just was like i couldn't wait to tell the story to anyone that i could find so the woman sitting next to me got an earful as soon as she opened her eyes and then i couldn't wait to go find my ex i wanted to hear about his night i wanted to hear what his messages were and what he learned and i ran over to where he was and found him and he was in a dark place. 
he did not have a good night. He had a very, very hard night, which happens. That happens to many, many people with ayahuasca, um, whether it's their first experience or not. It's You just never know what you're going to be shown and how it's going to impact you. And for him, it was a really, really, really rough night. And I'm over there all shining and bright and reborn. And he felt... Um, dead actually he said that he thought he was dead all night long so he was in a really really dark place and it was hard um to be around him when our energies were in such different places and um it kind of brought me down you know and i i it was hard i wanted to be there for him but then i also was just so thrilled with the experience that i had and what i was shown and i wanted to stay in that happy place so again, it was hard. And then the daytime ceremony is at 10 o'clock in the morning um, that next day. So it is like you're still coming off of the night before and you're going right back in. So it's really a lot. Um, but it's I, I thought it was an amazing experience. Some people actually end up getting to the point where they don't want to drink again. But I, I felt great. I wanted to. I was excited. To, I was scared, of course, but um, had, you know, ready to, to be in that place again. So daytime ceremony, my ex and I decide to sit next to each other, which is not recommended. They, that's why we decided to be in different rooms. They say that if you are with someone who's a friend or a loved one or, you know, um, a significant other, that you really should be in separate areas because you might be thrown off if you see the person that you love having a hard time or, you know, whatever, whatever they're going through could impact your journey. So we did decide to sit next to each other for a daytime ceremony. And um, I was scared of that and how it might impact my journey. But I was said, okay, you know, let's just do it and see what happens. So same thing, I took one tablespoon, again, and daytime, there's no booster. So you just take that one tablespoon or whatever you just start with, you know, people can start with more if they choose or less. But I went with a one tablespoon and I sat down and this time there was not that long wait for it to kick back in because I guess it was already in my system. So I really went right back to that place fairly quickly, like within 15 minutes, it felt like. So initially what I first saw was visuals of like gears, like like you, you would picture like the inside of a watch, like gears turning and then it would spanned out to this huge, huge machine. And she took me so mother I was with me right away and she started guiding me down 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 deep 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 so what it was was the web it was she wanted to show me the inner workings of the web so she took me down 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 so it, we were way way high up like looking up at all the universes and then continued to just keep going in and in and in and in and in and in and it was like it felt like forever until we got to earth which was basically a little speck like not even a speck in relation to how big the universe is um so that tiny tiny little speck was planet earth then we kept going deeper 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 down 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 until we got to my body here on this earth and it just felt like i was nothing i'm so small i'm so insignificant like the tiny little me like uh, compared to this huge thing what am i and she had me kind of open my eyes to see where i was and i was under a tree so i'm kind of like i open my eyes slightly and i'm like okay i'm back here here on earth 
in this place. And she said, I put you here for a reason. You are here to take care of this planet, to take care of yourself, to spread love here right now. You are needed. You are important. You are special. And it was like, oh, wow, I am needed right here in this place. And it felt just so amazing to have that purpose, to know that I am absolutely meant to be here. And I was like revitalized and like, okay, what can I do? Tell me how. Like, I'm so ready to be a part of this and to to share my love. Tell me how. And so next to me on his map was my ex. And he was purging, rolling around, obviously feeling very uncomfortable. And I rolled over and looked at him. And she said to me, don't worry about him. I got him. I'm taking care of him. You take care of yourself. Focus on you. And she said, in no uncertain terms, she said, you have to let him go. And I knew I knew I had left home on October 31st of 2021, and this was February of 2022. Ever since his father passed in November, we had been communicating, talking every day, and I kept telling him, you know, I'm not coming home until I feel like I've healed and that you've healed, um, and I don't know when that's going to be. But we did talk every day and it almost just felt like we were having a long distance relationship. Um, I wasn't there physically in the house, but we were still talking as if we were in a relationship. Um, And then I knew I needed to break that off if I really wanted to heal separately and be able to be my own person and for him to be, be his own person. We needed to really separate and stop talking every day. But I just couldn't quite get to that point because I just kept having this hope that everything's going to work out and he's going to start making positive changes and ayahuasca is going to show him how to do that. Um, But she said clearly to me that I had to let him go, to let him heal, that he has healing to do and so do I. And I felt it deep in my soul because I already knew and I just put the blanket over my head and I cried and cried and cried more than I can remember crying in my whole life. It was such a purge and it is a way of purging and crying is a way of purging. So I just cried and cried and cried. And I felt myself really letting go, knowing that that was the end of our relationship, of our marriage. And I purged it. I let it go. And then she said to me, Now dry your tears and show the world your light. And I felt myself glowing from the inside. I turned toward the sun. The sun was shining through the tree and just gleaning on my face. And I turned toward the sun and I felt it penetrating my soul. I truly did. I felt the sun just connecting to every cell in my body and it was lighting me up and I felt alive. I just felt so good. And I was just so grateful. I was filled with gratitude and filled with love. Like I never have been in all of my life. 
And she started to tell me how I can now heal myself. She said that the sun will charge me and to spend as much time in the sun as I can with it, you know, shining on my face and filling my body with this energy. And she told me how to eat better. Um, She told me to stop drinking alcohol, which actually I struggled with for quite some time. Um, This was in February of 22. It is now August of 23. And I just stopped drinking two months ago, officially. I have tried a couple of times throughout the past couple of years um, to let go of it. And I kept kind of letting alcohol back in my life, but it doesn't serve me. It really does not at all. I, um, I don't like being drunk. I don't like being hungover and I did it more so for the social aspect of drinking, but I am finally fully ready to let it go. And it's not a part of my life anymore. So, yeah, she told me very clearly to let alcohol go. Um, she said to stick to weed and water. So (laughs) I think those are great things. So I was okay with that. Um, eventually finally took again it took me some time to really let the alcohol go but i have now she told me to use only items on my if i'm going to consume it or put it on my skin it should be organic it should be natural it should be of the earth and to be careful what i'm purchasing and what i'm putting on my body why would i put anything in or on my body that is not from this earth if it's chemicals if it's man man made it's not what my body truly needs. And of course, man is going to take what's on this planet and create things, but the ingredients should be all natural. The ingredients should be from the earth. So that's been something that I've been trying to work on over time. Um, especially with the eating, I, you know, I have to be really careful about where I'm buying my products, what I'm putting in my body. I am that person now that spends more money at those natural food stores and buys all the natural products because I do think it matters. It matters what we put in our body. It matters. We have to take care of this vessel. This is the only one that we get for this life. Why not take care of it so you can have the absolute best life and you can spread your love so much further and so much with so much more energy because you're taking care of your body. It really does matter. So that in the past, taking care of my body, eating well, exercising was always about looking good. How do I, you know, get a six pack or look good in a bathing suit? It is not about that anymore. It is about actually taking care of my body, of my health, so I can be the best version of me that I possibly can. So she kind of gave me all of those rules. I wrote them all down in my trusty notebook. And I, again, go back to them all the time to remember why, to remember the the, the why underneath it all. which is so important. So I continued to allow her to just tell me everything she wanted to tell me. And I sat in this place of pure love, of pure peace, of pure appreciation of this body. And I was so grateful for this chance to start now to truly live the way I'm meant to live, to take care of myself, to take care of the planet. And I started to get these visuals of a beam of light going from my heart to the sun. And I believe that was the depiction of me being connected to our collective consciousness. And I was trying to like literally plug in. I was shown an outlet and I was trying to plug in. And she said to me, you need to heal first. You want to plug in and you want to share your energy and share your love with the world. But you need to heal first. Take care of you. And then you can start sharing your energy and sharing your love. 
And that was just so powerful. And I understood. I said, okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll be here. I'll take care of me. And I, I don't think I've ever smiled so big as I did that day. And I remember finally, you know, everything wearing off and I felt hunger and I hadn't eaten because you're not supposed to eat the morning before the daytime ceremony. So I was so ready to go eat. They had a nice big lunch and I as light as a feather got up and started walking towards the um, food area. And I felt a beam of light just shining on me and shining the path in front of me. I just felt like an angel. I felt amazing. I just wanted to hug everyone and share my love and feel the, the positive vibes all around. It was just so incredible. So I get over to where the food area is and my ex is already there. He's already eating. So I get my food and I go sit with him and once again, ask him, you know, how was your experience? And he says, awful. So I'm trying to just stay in my positive place, but ask him, you know, what he thinks he learned from it and how it went. And he really was having trouble putting it into words, which I respect. It's sometimes, you know, could be very, very difficult to explain what you've seen and what you've experienced where I was very lucky that I was able to to get such clear messages and to tell exactly what I was told and what I saw and what I'm going to do moving forward. Um, but he was not able to do that. So again, we were kind of having a really hard time communicating because he didn't understand where I was and I didn't understand where he was. We were just in different places energetically. And um, I got to a point where I started to feel down and I started to cry. And I said, you know what? I... I need to go. I mean, I need to go lay down. Um, I'm tired. So I gave him a hug and I went back to my space where I was the night before back to my mat. And I um, tried to take a nap, but just kind of just ended up laying there talking to some people. And then I went and sat back in the sun and I felt the, the sun charging me again. And it felt so amazing. So that was the second ceremony. Um, and then the third ceremony was that night, Saturday night. So again, really intense because I've already been through, I feel like so much with these first two ceremonies. And the third one, I was like, here we go again. But I did the same thing. I drank one tablespoon um, and I just sat on the mat and it was very, very peaceful and loving. The third one, it was, she was telling me that this is my new body. This is my new self. I need to get used to this. I need to kind of feel this new person that is now going to be living the rest of my life and to get comfortable. So it was the visuals I was getting was that I was in a cocoon and I was getting cozy in my cocoon. So I felt like it was like I'm getting ready to become a butterfly, but not quite there. Let's get cozy in the cocoon. Heal yourself. I always call it I w I'm in the goo because I'm still working out all those details. I'm still working on myself. I'm st still so much healing to do, but I'm doing it. I'm in the process. I'm in the cocoon. And I started to see I had um, a blanket over my head and I saw the walls around me. And it was just my cozy little cocoon. And I was getting ready to become this new person and to go out into the world as this new new person that has this new understanding and this new faith and this new connection to everything around me and this new desire to live my absolute best life. 
It was the uh, most transformational thing I've ever done for myself. Um, so then we go to closing ceremony where everyone the next day, sorry, that was Saturday night, super peaceful, was able to sleep that night, woke up the next day and they do a big closing ceremony where everyone comes back together and they, um, they do this raffle. They give you a ticket as you're entering the room and then they raffle off a free retreat. So you can come back and do a free retreat or you can gift it to somebody else. And I ended up winning that raffle. <laughs> so I won a free retreat back. And after having such an amazing experience, it was like the cherry on top of the Sunday. It was just it was just wrapping up that this was all meant to be. And I meant to come back and and to do this again and to meet mama again. Um, and I had told myself before the closing ceremony that I'm not going to come back until she calls me because she gave me so much. I'm so grateful for everything she taught me. And I'm just going to go integrate every all these lessons and figure out how to live as this new person like she told me to do. Um, so I was super excited to win, but I didn't want to rush back and do it right away. So this was February. I ended up going back in December. I did the last ceremony of the year in December. Um, you know, that was a, another amazing experience. I won't get into all the details now. Um, but it was absolutely trying ayahuasca, entering this this plant medicine world, the best decision I have ever made. Prior to ayahuasca, I had only done mushrooms and had amazing experiences, but not really connected the dots. I didn't really understand what I was seeing while I was on mushrooms. And I think now going into ayahuasca with the f base of faith that I had just opened up all the doors for me. Um, so it was just a really, really amazing experience. So I did go back in December of 22. And I actually do plan on going back and do drinking again at a different place in December of 23. So this coming December, I do plan to drink ayahuasca again. I feel like once a year for me is a good connection just to come back and reconnect and then go back out into the world and integrate whatever it is that she has to teach me. So I feel like ayahuasca is a very, very individual experience. Not everyone is going to want to try it. Not everyone is going to be appropriate to try it based on some certain things are really important to know going in. And a lot of that is medications that you may be taking. So, you know, make sure that you do your research and know if it is, has any contraindications with medications that you're taking. Be very careful about that. Choose wisely where you go. I can put a few links um, in the description for ones that I know and I know people who run them and I trust these places. Um, there's three of them that I know of in Florida. So I can link those in the description if you are interested or if you have questions and want to reach out to me, please feel free. This is a topic I do love to talk about. Um, and like I said earlier, I will put links describing what ayahuasca is, how it works in the brain, um, how it's made, etc. Um, so you can check that out if you have more interest. But um, that's my story of my first time trying ayahuasca. It was absolutely transformational. Um, if you want to read any more detail, I did blog about this. So if you go to empowermentandsunshine.com, you can read the blog. Um, that gives a little bit more detail, um, may maybe some different details than what I, what I just told verbally. But uh, thank you again for tuning in. Um, and I will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow my journey on other platforms, please follow Empowerment and Sunshine on Instagram and Facebook and find my blog and Etsy shop at empowermentandsunshine.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, see the links in the description. Sending you so much love and always remember to keep shining.